What is good, everyone? It is Bobby Daytona. Guys, I am back at it with another episode. This one, once more, I'm incredibly excited to be able to share with you guys. A few ideas mixed into one, but the question is, where have all of the great men gone? I'm looking for them, guys. I'm looking for the leaders. So tune in this week, check it out, and let's go. All right, guys, I'm going to have a bit of quick thunder for you today. You know, the question I keep asking myself, truthfully, is where have all of the great men, but more importantly, the great leaders gone? Where are they? What has happened to the men and the women that once stood and said, you know what? Things aren't working out the way that they need to. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to make a difference versus just going on the streets or going on social media and complaining about it saying, this needs to change, but I don't know what needs to happen. No. There, there was a point in time, and I know this is true because I look at my grandfather, Earl Littman, and I look at his father, who is my great-grandfather. And these are two men who have lived such extraordinary lives because they decided to march to their own beat. Now, I'm not saying that everyone needs to go out there, get their own drums, start beating away. No. I'm saying that we live in a society, it seems like, where most people have decided to trade in their own viewpoints, trade in their own opinions, trade in their own thoughts, because they don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to make tough decisions. They don't want to stand before crowds. They don't want to do the things that great men have done. And I say great men, and people's first thought is Abraham Lincoln, it's presidents, it's world leaders, it's whoever it might be in your book that you love. And see, it's just this great person, Oprah Winfrey, that'd be a great example. But there are great men that live among us as commoners, quote unquote commoners, each and every day. And my fear is this, is that the number of great men living as commoners grows fewer and fewer. Because the people that decide to stand up and say, you know what, this is what I think. And I think that you're wrong because you're not taking into account what's actually going on. Now, it's not being dogmatic in your beliefs. It's having a point. It's having a reason behind it. It's being well thought through. It's looking out for the interest of other people versus just looking out for yourself, which is what I believe a lot of people's viewpoints are stemming from. So look, I'll always say this as well. If I am incorrect in my thinking and you reveal it to me that I am, I'll be better for it. And that's what I believe great men recognize. Great men recognize that, you know what? They might not always get it right, but they're going to go and they're going to try to make it happen. And if it doesn't quite work out the way they thought it did, that's okay. Because they did the most important thing. They took steps. They took steps forward. You want to know what the worst decision is? The worst decision, truly. It's indecision. Quite literally, the worst decision is indecision. The inability to be able to make your choice about your life, about how you move forward. And why is this such a cancer? It's pretty simple. 
if you never make a choice and if you never commit to the process of getting excellent at what it is that you're pursuing, you're never going to have anything in your cup at the end of the day. And it's not about failing. It's not about standing up before a group of people. It's not about doing whatever it is that you have in your mind to just get it done. It's to go through the process of figuring out, hey, is this something I, I enjoy? Is this something I have a natural talent at? Is this something that brings me joy and that I think could bring the world joy? Is this something that I value? Is this something that I want to share? Is this something that is net positive? And when you don't make your decisions, when you're stuck in indecision, what you're giving yourself, or really what you're taking away from yourself, is the opportunity to experience. From yourself, the opportunity to experience. You might find out that that dream that you have had in your mind for the past five years, once you finally did it, it wasn't what you thought it was. That's okay. But imagine if you literally live your entire life like that, where if you built up this massive a massive amount of obstacles that you had to go over. You had all of these perils, all of these challenges, just to reach that beacon, whatever it might be. How much better would it be to be on the other side of those perils, those challenges, and say, you know what? I did it. I did it. And the honest-to-God truth is, I'm talking about the perils and the challenges and making this seem huge, I'm making it seem like it is this massive feat because that's what most people do. Most people are lost before they can even begin to be found because they've already stacked all of the cons way too high. The con list is 100 and the pros list is 10. It's five, it's three. So when you're thinking about decision, indecision, being a great man, being a great woman, I think it's actually pretty simple. It's step one, you commit to a purpose, right? So you figure out, hey, what is it that the world needs that it doesn't currently have? Or what is something that the world currently has right now that needs to be better? Figure out a purpose. Then we need to be able to anchor our why within it. Let me just tell you this, guys. I have been working within construction for the past three seasons. You know, there was this one day where I actually took my grandfather out with me for a full day in the field so he could see what it was. So he could understand the type of guys that I interact with, the type of work that I do. Just show him what it was like to be boots on the ground. And at the end of the day, he had a few pretty interesting takeaways, but one of them that really stuck with me was he made a few commentaries on, you know, blue class versus white collar versus, you know, classes. And there's a few things that you kind of recognize when you work in construction as, you know, a white guy at the level which I'm working at, which is when I go out there and there's a hundred Hispanic men and there's one of me, a Caucasian male, you know, there's actually something where these people don't want to speak with me as a group or individually because for some reason that goes against their culture. They see that as, I think it's snitching is what it is. They don't want to be the guy that goes and approaches the project manager, the guy who's leading the entire thing. 
They just kind of want to blend in. But you hear them talking, and you see them talking, and they'll point in your direction. And there's a lot of great guys. I mean, truly, I talk about this, and if I meet one of those guys, if they're the very first one to the job site, and it's me there as well, we always have a great conversation. And then two or three, we're still going. Now once we get to 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, eh, the rules of the game kind of change. And the rules of the game for you in the levels at which you are playing, both within your work, within your relationships, they all change. But here's what doesn't. And it's your willingness to commit to a decision instead of indecision so that you have the opportunity so that literally you might just have the chance to figure out what it is that you love, that you're good at, that brings value to the world versus being on the sidelines in five years down the line, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line saying, oh man, I really wish I'd tried harder. Oh man, I really wish I'd given that more effort. I really should have asked out X and C. I think the two things that literally terrify me, they terrify me, would be insignificance, and I mean insignificance in the sense of I'm looking at my own life. Hey, did I do the things that actually challenged me to say, dude, you wanted to quit. You did not want anything to do with that, but you still made it through. Hey, you just went into a boardroom with some of the most cutthroat people, and you found a way to let everybody win. Hey, you just stood before a million people. Hey, you just did X, Y, and Z. You just drove the Ferrari F40 at 300 miles per hour. You just did it. And you know what? You're going to go do more. Because what it means to be able to live your life fulfilled in the sense that you are generating more wealth than ever before in your personal relationships, in your financial accounts at work, is that everyone around you is better off because of it. Literally, everyone is better off. And I know a lot of people disagree with that idea. They want to say, you know what, having a lot of money, focusing on that type of thing, that's not the right way of doing it. You know, I just like to focus on family. I like to focus on my activities. I like to focus on whatever it might be. Okay, I got it. I, look, money, everyone already knows it. And I'm not going to act like I've made a ton of money because truthfully, not yet. But I have met a handful of incredibly wealthy families. And truthfully, these are some of the best people I have ever met. Because they're able to be generous with their time. They're able to show you along the way a few lessons which you might not have learned. They give to charity. They set up the fundraisers. They are literally the movers and shakers that are causing for great things to happen in our society. And how do you get to be there? Well, you've got to make a little bit of money. So I know this is a lot of different ideas all thrown into one type of episode, podcast, but guys, I hope that you liked it and I hope that you gained a little bit of value from it. And if you did, all I ask is that you just share it with one person. So what do you say? Sound fair enough? All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a nice one. We'll be talking soon. Bye.